Welcome to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. This is our weekly podcast from our Sunday services. We are a generous church. Four weeks ago, we asked everyone to pray and ask the Lord about a miracle offering and our goal was $30,000 to help families in need in our church, to help schools that are close by that don't know uh, where they're gonna get their next paycheck, kids that are coming that need help with with their food money. It's just amazing the needs that are around us. And then we're also going to help missionaries this Christmas. So we set out for 30,000 and we were almost there. Instead, we did $90,000. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. Woo! Let's give God praise. Come on. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Can you turn your neighbor and say, and counting. Wow. Man, I think we got to give the Lord praise. God, we praise you for that. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good. You are so good. You get all the glory. You get all the praise. Father, we thank you so much. Lord, your word is true that you do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ever think, ask, or imagine. Father, I pray that this would be not just a moment, but a movement of generosity in our hearts. What that number points to is that we trust you. We trust you. We give to Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Father, for transformation in Portland, across the street, and around the world, that there would be a revival that would take place in the hearts and lives of people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Isn't that incredible? Thank you, Jesus. And on top of that, we've already started giving some of the money away. Isn't that awesome? We, come on, we've already blessed some people. We have already given to $14,000 to 11 missionaries. And some of those missionaries have kids. We've given the kids a Christmas bonus as well. Isn't that incredible? We are already giving away. It's amazing. And we're, we're not done yet. We're doing this series, Outrageous Christmas, because we're going to be telling stories all Christmas long, this season of God's faithfulness, his generosity, and the power that he has to change anything. Now, some of the fun things I wanted to let you in on is that some people, when they gave, they wrote in the memo line some cool things. And uh, do you want to hear what some of the people said? It's pretty cool. Um, Someone said, praise be to God with all his glorious blessings throughout all of my life. I am truly blessed. Another, another person said, praise God, he is good and worthy of praise. 
And then this one uh, is, is one of my favorites. It says, not sure where this is coming from, but God knows. And uh, this one is pretty, pretty special as well uh, because um, I know this person who wrote this next one that I'm about to share with you, um, because of their physical abilities, they're not able to be here, but they don't miss a week online. So this is an online person, and this is what they said. May our generosity point and turn hearts towards Jesus. Isn't that what it's all about? That we are generous so that we can see God do more than we could ever do alone. We are better together, aren't we? And as we give, we are giving because people are the prize. We are blessed to be a blessing. And I just want to say thank you, Portland Christian Center, for your generosity. And most of all, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we are not done yet. Well, we are in this series called Outrageous Christmas, outrageous Christmas. Why, why is Christmas so outrageous? I want, to look, I want you to look at the screens. There's a definition of outrageous. Uh, don't worry, I didn't make it up. Webster did. And uh, this is what he said. Exceeding the limits of what is usual. Exceeding the limits of what is usual. When I think of Christmas, that's what I think of. And why, why do I think that? Because God sent his one and only son to earth, not in a palace, but in a manger or a stable, not with wealth and riches, but lowly in a little tiny town called Bethlehem. And he did it for you and for me. You see, why is that so outrageous? Because all the other religions in the world, you can go and study religion after religion after religion, and you know what they say? You've gotta do this, 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 this. Oh, and by the way, this. Then maybe, 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 if you're lucky enough, God will look down and smile at you. And maybe you, just maybe, you might get into heaven. But that's not what Christianity says at all. It's so outrageous that it says, no, 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 no. God came to you. He came to your family. He came to your house. He came into your car. This morning when you were putting on your makeup on, God was with you. How do I know that's true? Right here, Matthew 1, 22 through 23. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with child. Say outrageous. The virgin will be, out, will be with, with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Christmas is outrageous because God sent his one and only son to be with you and me. And what I want to tell you today, and this is the big idea, we're going to say this all day, is that his presence changes everything. His presence changes everything. Why didn't God just send a bunch of money your way? Why didn't God just build you a brand new house, get you that Tesla you've been staring at? Why didn't God just send all of those things? Why didn't he just do this, 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 this? Why did he choose to send his son, his presence? Because I believe presence is one of the most loving things you can ever give somebody. When I go and watch my sons play, a sport, Titus, for example, when he plays basketball, there'll be multiple times during the game, you know what he does? He looks at me and he's like, 
like, good job, buddy. And he's like, <laughs> come on. Tate, when he swims, he's a swimmer, kind of. <laughs> he's in swim lessons, and he's got this thing where he'll swim to one end and then back, and then right in the middle of the back, he'll stand up on this little platform, and you know what he does? He looks for his parents. He makes eye contact, and he literally, he has, he's missing his front teeth right now. So he stands up, he smiles, got goggles on, and he goes like this. <laughs> and we go, good job, buddy! Now, I want you to think about this for a second. When you were a kid, how important was it that you had somebody watching you? All of us need to know that somebody cares, that somebody's with you. You see, we have way more courage, way more strength, way more um, time, and, and just there's way more resource in us to dream big when we know we're not alone. Why is that? because we're better together, and God knew that, and he said, you know what? I want to send my presence with every single one of you, and why, why does he do that? Because if you have money, you know what you can do if you spend your money? You can make more of it. If you have a talent, you can perform here, here, there, everywhere. You can sing ah, all over the place. Your talents go with you, but you know what you can't make more of? Your time. Every single one of us have the exact same amount of time every day, 24 hours. And when you give your time to somebody and you are present with them, you know what you're saying? I have said no to everything else to say yes to you. One of the most valuable things I think we take for granted is that his presence is always available to you and to me. Why? Because Emmanuel, God with us. And not only is his presence just there, but his presence changes everything. And you might be saying, man, everything's like, I mean, that's, are you sure, Pastor Nate? Like, everything's kind of everything. Yes, everything. Because here, here's the truth. We live in a world that's fallen, that's broken, that's hurting, that's sick, I visited many people these last couple weeks that are hurting, that are lost. In coffee shops, I was doing my sermon. I saw a lady crying, pouring out her heart, telling and cussing every other word. Just so much pain, so much brokenness. And you know what this world needs? Hope. Hope. His presence changes everything because when Jesus is there, hope is alive. Hope is alive. And the greatest thing that we have to offer to people is not our money, as fun as it is, not the talents you have, but it's the presence of Jesus. And what I wanna remind you of today is that you, yes you, every single one of you, have the hope of Jesus, if you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have presence that goes with you, that's in you that makes you bold, that makes you love even the meanest of mean people that are at a store. You have the ability to show Jesus and offer the hope of Jesus everywhere you go. Why? Because his presence changes 
everything. So how does it do that? It does it through hope. Hope changes everything. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to John because in John, he presents the case that his presence offers hope in a way that the world has no idea what that is. And I wanna show you that today. Hope changes everything. Now, if, you have, if you're new to, um, to church, maybe you've not read the Bible, you don't know, uh, John is, if you go kind of to the middle and then to the right, there's four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and... John, and they're all telling this amazing story about a person named Jesus who claims to be God. And he tells this story, and he tells it completely different than the other three. And some people are like, man, is that, is that okay that he can tell it differently? Absolutely. Do you have siblings and family? And you watch the exact same movie? They all tell it back differently, don't they? Everybody has a different perspective, a different viewpoint. This is John's viewpoint. Now, this is something really funny about John. You ready for this? John labels himself in his own book that he's the one Jesus loved. <laughs> I mean, talk about wanting to be the favorite. Yes, guys, just in case for all eternity, when you read the word of God, just remember, I am the one Jesus loved. I wonder if there's like some kind of argument in heaven between him and the other disciples, I don't know. But John is so unique and so different in, his, in the way that he tells the story of Jesus because he doesn't start with the genealogy the way Matthew does or with being precise the way Luke does. He starts his account of Jesus from the universe's perspective. A grand perspective. This is what he says in John 1, 1 through 14. We're going to start in verse 1. It says this. In the beginning was the word. What is he alluding to when he says that? If you know the Bible, in Genesis 1, 1, how does it start? Come on, someone say it with me. In the? In John 1, how does it start? In the? Why is he repeating the exact same phrase the Bible starts? Because he is establishing this truth. This is so important. Because if we're going to say God is with us, you must believe that Jesus is God. And in order for Jesus to be God, he has to be here from the beginning to the end at all time. So here's what he says. In the beginning was the word. What is word? Word, if you look in the Greek, is the word logos, the logic or the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He's talking about Jesus. He's the logic of God. He's the word of God. Through him all things were made. Jesus is God. Without him nothing was made that, that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. How does his presence change everything? How does it change everything? Because he is God. And when God shows up, guess what happens? Everything changes because you get hope. You get hope. What you have to understand is all throughout the story, from Genesis to Revelation, they've been praying for a Savior, a Messiah, and here's what they mistakenly thought. They thought he was coming to overthrow Rome. But you know what he was coming to do? Transform your heart. 
to build a new kingdom, a greater kingdom. And here's the best part. He says that I have come that you would have life. And if you study that word in the Greek, you know what that word life is? Zoe. That's so fun to say. Turn your neighbor and say, Zoe. Zoe. Zoe means the eternal life of God. This, this is just so, so critical. I hope we get this. The reason you have hope is because Jesus Christ offers something no other God ever could. Eternal life found in him. That gives you hope. And not only do you have hope for eternal life, but you have a God who's undefeated. Undefeated. Do you know what it says right there? In verse uh, five it says, and the darkness has not overcome it. When you read that text, you know what it actually means? He's undefeated. He can't be beat. You know, this year, the Philadelphia Eagles, don't really like them anyways, I'll pray for them. Go Seahawks. Anyways, uh, they were, uh, they were seven and oh, and they were trying to go eight and oh, and they lost, you know. Um, but it started every time there's a team that goes pretty far without losing, they start comparing them to one team. The 1972 Miami Dolphins. Why do they compare them to them? Because they're the only team in NFL history to go undefeated 17 and 0. And every time a team finally loses the last one where they don't go undefeated, they, set, they show pictures on ESPN all over. This is the greatest team of all time, undefeated, 17 and 0. By the way, if you're, if you're struggling with math, guess how long that record's held? 50 years. 50 years. Wow, amazing. 50 years. We have a God who's been undefeated forever. Undefeated forever. Why should that give you hope? Because if he's undefeated, I'm undefeated. He's in me. His presence is with me. When I send, and my own and I send our boys out to school, I pray over them. We ask them two questions. I've said this before. Who are you? And they say, mighty warrior. Why do we love you? Because I'm your son. And when we send them out, I say this to Titus and Tate every single time. I say, never forget that the light within you is always stronger than the darkness out there. The light within you is always stronger than the darkness out there. And then I remind them of this. Did you know that all of the darkness in the entire world never put out a single candle? It does not have power. And yet what the world wants us to do is to be afraid. He's undefeated. He's the champion of the world. His presence changes everything. And guess what? That makes you a winner. You're victorious. Not a victim, victorious. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, I, I'm feeling good today. Some of you didn't do that. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm feeling good today. I'm victorious. His presence is with me. His life is with me. You know, his presence changes everything. This past uh, Friday, I had the opportunity to go to a funeral. And uh, Nancy Conti, longtime member here at PCC, amazing woman of God, her and her husband Dan, families here, relatives here. And Pastor Bill Wilson was there and, and uh, he, uh, he was doing the, the ceremony and he stood up. And the first words out of his mouth were, 
I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall not die, and yet shall he live forever. Now don't worry, Pastor Bill wasn't talking about himself. He was quoting the scripture. I want to read it to you again. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. We do not mourn as the world mourns when we go through death. We have to understand this, Christians, we have hope. We have hope. This world is just a practice. One day, you and I are going to meet Jesus and we're going to be with him forever in eternity. All the things, all the struggles that we've gone through. Guess what? We get to see him face to face one day. So what does that do for your present reality right now? It gives you hope. His presence changes everything. Death is not the end. Let's keep going with what John says in verse 6. If you have your Bibles, go back to verse 6. There is hope because God is with us. And because God's with us, there's light in us for the world. It's not, it's not supposed to stay with you. Did you know that? It's not just supposed to stay with you. Look at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, this is a different John. For those of you that, have, that maybe have read the Bible, this is John the Baptist. Okay? He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through him the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. If you believe in Jesus as your Savior, you have hope, and you are a child of God. There is hope for you today because Jesus, his presence changes everything. It allows you to shine light in the darkest places. Now, I'm going to do something that will hopefully illustrate this. If I could have the lights come down. Don't worry, we're not going to turn all the lights off. Some people got a little nervous. One of the things I, I really enjoy is going out in eastern Washington or maybe in, we were in eastern Oregon the other day. Uh, actually, it was a few months ago. And it's pitch black. Have you ever been placed somewhere that's so dark you can't even see your hand in front of you? Anybody been there? It's so dark. And, and one of the things that can happen is when you run in the dark, you can trip. Okay, I turn the lights on for a reason. You can't see a show of hands. Has anybody ever tripped in the dark? Raise your hand. Okay, some of you have. All right. I had a friend one time that was running in the dark, and he was running full speed, and we were chasing him, and all of a sudden we heard, boom! He ran his face into a bar, like one of those monkey bars, Knocked himself out cold. Funniest thing we've ever seen. Because when you're 13, everything's funny. And you know what's crazy about that? As he was running, all he needed was this. All he needed was light. The problem is 
So many people have no idea where the true light really comes from. They look for other things, money, relationships, cars, status, health. All those things are vital and important. They are, but they are not the true light. They're not the light that offers hope. And as a Christian, one of the things God has called you to do, what that verse just said, since the light of life is in you, you are now with Jesus, a witness to light. You are the light of the world, Portland Christian Center. How are we going to see revival in Portland if we're not shining the light of Christ when we leave, these, these, leave this church? Now, here's the challenge for all of us. Oftentimes when we go into the darkness, people don't play fair. They don't play nice. They argue, they debate, they disagree. And the challenge is when somebody argues with us, we want to do things like this. Don't you know the truth? It will set you free. Ah! Have you ever met somebody like that? Turn or burn. Ah! You're dying. Come on. When you see people do that, there's as what I've said, like, like it's not necessarily that they're lying or not telling the truth. What they're doing is instead of being the light of the world, they're blinding people to the truth. That his presence is what changes your life, not my arguments. Right. Not being right. Now, I'm all for apologetics. I'm all for telling the truth. Please hear me. When we go out into the world, instead of shining it in the faces of people, you know what people really need? The Bible says that the word of God is, the, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. When you're walking in the dark, you don't shine your flashlight like this and you don't shine in people's eyes. You shine it at their feet, don't you? Why do we shine it at your feet? It's not the most glamorous thing to look at your feet. Oh, those are great feet. Here's why we shine them at your feet. Because the truth is everybody's going somewhere. And they need to be led to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His presence will change everything. My prayer for you at Portland Christian Center for all of us is that we would people, you can go and turn the lights back on, that we would be people that bear the light of Christ everywhere you go in such a way that people can say, I want what you have. That person's full of hope. That person's full of joy. Man, they don't have everything together, but man, they have something different than what I'm taking right now. His presence changes everything. You know, in uh, verse 14, this is probably one of my favorite passages of scripture. It says this, the word became flesh, talking about Jesus again, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. He came and he dwelled among us. That word dwell is uh, in, the, in, the, in the Greek is skenine, to live in a tent. Again, you know what John's doing? He's alluding back to the Old Testament when the presence of God would show up, he would go in the tabernacle and in the tent. You know what he's saying? I'm going to live in you. You are now the tent. You are now the tabernacle. You are now the church. So that means when you go, guess what happens? God goes with you. His presence changes everything. 
Now, I want to read this from um, this verse one more time, but from the message translation. You ready for this? It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. His presence changes everything. When Mael and I were youth pastors in Puyallup, Washington, there was a church in the downtown area of Portland that was growing and thriving and doing some amazing things. But what impacted me the most was not necessarily their building or their worship or all the different things that they were doing. It was when I would go to a Starbucks and they had these other coffee shops. One was called Forza, um, different places like that. I would go to the YMCA. I would go to high school lunches and meet kids. I would see in public this. This is called a life journal and I would see a Bible. And what would happen was you would go there and I would see teenagers, I would see, and this is public places, this is Starbucks, this is coffee shops, this is the YMCA, schools. I would see adults, I would see empty nesters, I would see seniors, and you know what they're doing? They are reading the Bible out loud in a place like a public school that says God can't be here. Yes, he can. He already is. And they weren't mean, they weren't evil. They would just read God's word out loud. Do you know what the Bible says about God's word? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe revival is going to take place in Portland. And one of the ways it's going to happen is through each and every one of us. And you know how it's going to do it? You're going to take the light of Christ outside of this building and you're going to read God's word. We are going to be anchored in God's word. In a world that's shifting and turning and changing all over the place, we're going to be grounded and rooted in the word of God. So this life journal is just a tool. Say it's just a tool. But here's what this tool is going to do. For everyone who participates and joins with us, on January 1st, we are going to jump into our life journals and we're going to read through the entire Bible together in one year. Isn't that awesome? Come on. All right. We're warming up our excitement. It's okay. And not only that, we are actually talking to our pastoral team and I'm, I want to encourage all the, the, if you're a lay leader here or just um, someone who attends, as we're asking our people to go to a coffee shop, a retirement home, public school, maybe the YMCA, YMCA, a public space, or maybe if you're, if you're at home, post it on social media, is to read the word of God publicly. The presence of God changes everything. And so what we're going to do, one hour Every week, one of our staff members, we're going we're gonna to be at a coffee shop somewhere in Portland. And we're going to transform this city with the love of God. Yeah. We're going to transform this city with the word of God. And what we're asking is everyone would jump in and know the word of God. You would read this and there's more details, all this stuff. But we want everyone to know God's word and to share God's word. Yeah. Why? Because you are the light of the world. Why are you the light of the world? Because Christ is in you. So the reason we're talking about this now is because the Bible reading plan starts January 1st. 
Okay, so you need to get yours. They'll be available not this Sunday, next Sunday in the lobby. You can get yours. It's a great gift for maybe your family. I want everyone to have one of these because January 22nd is Vision Sunday. We're going to be casting vision about how, what we're going to do in Portland. It's going to be incredible, but you need it for January 1 and January 22nd. And we are going to transform the world with the life and love of Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen with me? It's going to be amazing. Why, why are we doing all that? His presence changes everything. And if we don't go to the world, if we don't move into the neighborhood the way Jesus did, how are we ever going to reach people for Christ? The light within you is always brighter than the darkness in the world. His presence changes everything. You see, the reason it changes everything is he offers hope to the hopeless. Just this past week, I was at a coffee shop and I was doing my notes for the message and I couldn't help but overhear this, this lady dropping the F-bomb over and over and over and over. And it wasn't, she wasn't saying friends. She was saying the other word. And as I was listening to her pour her heart out, I couldn't help but think, this woman needs the hope of Christ. And as she walked out, you know what she saw? My Bible and me reading it with my notes. And I, I made eye contact with her and she just bolted right out the door. And I'm praying for that person. I don't even know her name, but God does. God does. There's hope for you and there's hope for me. Why? because his presence changes everything. If I could have the worship team go ahead and come on up. I wanna close with this story. You see, four weeks ago we asked different ones, all of us to um, pray and ask God how much we should give. Last week, so many of us came up here and, and we were giving sacrificially. And one person in particular, I'm not gonna say their names. I got permission to tell a story, but I won't say their names. They stood up here and they had $60 in their pocket for the whole week. Cash, that's all they had. You see, they've been struggling with some medical issues in their lives for years. And unfortunately, he hasn't been able to work and different, different things like that. So they're, they're financially just trying to make it. But he had $60 in his pocket. And he started praying and God started touching his life and he started thinking about all the things God has done in his life. And he started thinking about God, your presence, you've been with me and the highs and the lows, you change everything. You change everything. And he started praying that over his life and so he walked up thinking, you know, I'll be generous today, I'll give $20. And he said, as he went to give it, the Holy Spirit nudged him and said, no, you need to give 40. And he said in his heart, he was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. But he gave anyways. This week, that, that following Tuesday, there's a ministry at our church called Sisterhood. Anybody heard of Sisterhood, ladies? Come on, we got to do better than that. Sisterhood. Ladies, let's go. All right. Sisterhood. A group of ladies who've known this, this family for a while, they showed up at their house and they decorated their house for Christmas. 
strung up lights, all these different things. And they handed them a $500 gift card to Fred Meyer. And he was weeping. God was just totally touching him. His presence changes everything. His presence reminds us that we can trust him. You have hope. You may be at your last dollar. You may be here in a situation where your health is not good. You may be here or watching online and you're thinking, man, I don't see the hope, but I want to remind you that our God is faithful. Amen? He's more faithful than this button. Way more faithful. Here, you can catch that. All right, there we go. Thank you. He is way more faithful. The truth is, and we're going to have time in a moment here at the end of the service after worship, well, we're going to allow time to, for prayer. Because I know, because I've read the prayer cards, there are so many people in our church that need a miracle from God. There are so many people that need a miracle relationally, emotionally. And so this person, they're thanking God. He's so good to us. The next day, they get an anonymous check in the mail for $1,000. $1,000! Can you believe that? And so, all right, that's okay. Well, God knows, Lord, praise you for that. And when he called me with tears in his eyes, he said, you know, we, we were used, used to be the people that got to be generous. And now to get blessed like this is just wrecking our hearts. We trust God. He's with us. He's for us. Who can be against us? Would you stand with me? As you're getting ready to worship Jesus, I want to remind you what's going on in your life. Do you feel like there's a storm in your life? His presence changes everything. If you're here today and your marriage is on the rocks, his presence changes everything. If you're here today and you have no idea if you're gonna have your job tomorrow or not, his presence will change everything. We serve a God who is undefeated. And I wanna remind you of one last thing. The greatest lie the enemy is gonna tell you this week is that you are alone. What did we just talk about? Emmanuel. God with us. I was talking with a person on the phone who called me. His wife just left him. Tears over the phone. Doesn't know what he's going to do. He said, I've been crying out to God every night. And I feel so alone. I called this person by name. And I said, you know you're not alone, right? And he goes, no, no, no. I am alone. And I said, no, 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 no. You are not alone. And I began to quote this sermon to him. I said, you have a God who moved into the neighborhood, who became flesh, who sent his Holy Spirit, and you are not alone. And so I began to pray with him over the phone, and I could hear in his voice, he started whimpering on the phone. And I said, turn up worship music. So we turned worship music on. And I started praying for him. And I started declaring the truth. You are not alone. God is with you. He is for you. He's not against you. You don't have to be afraid. You're not going to end your life all alone. God is with you. You are undefeated because God is with you. 
And all of a sudden he started praying. He said this, Pastor Nate, I feel the presence of God. He's with me. His presence changes everything. Would you lift your hands with me and just say that with me? Jesus, I need your presence. Jesus, I need your presence. Holy Spirit, come and fill me with your presence. You change everything. We're gonna get ready to sing this song together because his presence is here and his presence changes everything. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com. Today.com.